Burner. You know the 90s X-Men cartoon, right? Sure, yeah. Jubilee was voiced by Lunette from The Big Comfy Couch. Who the fuck is that? Did you ever watch The Big Comfy Couch? There we go. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Holy shit, I can't believe it. I thought everybody heard of it. No, I never heard of it. You never heard of The Big Comfy Couch? You're lying. Seriously? I never heard of it. <gasps> Okay, never mind. This is this this is this does not have the emotional punch I anticipated because you guys don't know what that show is. It's a kids show. Caitlin and I loved it when we were little. All right, that's suitable. I mean, what's it what's it about? It's like. Say it's about a couch. Tell me well, it's about a couch. It involves a couch. Motherfucker. A large, comfy couch. Text you and tell me Clifford the big red dog was about a dog. Shocking. I would have never guessed. And it's about this clown and her, like, clown. I guess everybody in this world is a, a, are clowns. It sounds terrifying. It's cute. And she has a doll that is, that doesn't, it's like, it doesn't speak. Like, the show doesn't teach you the alphabet and, like, elocution and shit. It, like, teaches you to be active and to be able to communicate non-verbally and stuff like that. Like, that's what it focuses on. And so it's like the premise is it's about this big comfy couch, but it's supposed to encourage kids to get off the couch and like move their bodies and stuff. So there's like stretching segments. And the main character is named Lunette and she's this clown and her neighbor is her granny and she goes over to get wisdom from her granny and she has this friend called Major Bedhead. Yeah, it's, it was funky. Is the granny also a clown, but like an old timey clown? Uh, yes, everybody's a clown. But are they like an old timey clown? She's like an old Russian grandma with like a red nose. She's like, she, her name was, um, Babushka Bubbles. Granny Garbanzo. <laughs> she was a Babushka. Gotcha. Yeah. That's like five syllables. It's a lot of syllables. How old are these children? Do they even know how to do more than three syllables? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think when I watched it, I don't even think I knew that her name was Granny Garbanzo. I think I would have just called her Granny. <laughs> but yeah, I assume you started recording while we were talking about the big red couch. Big red couch. <laughs> the big comfy couch. Yeah. Big Clifford comfy. the big comfy dog. Big ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Clifford's dog. Uh, so, yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for... Uh, um, Tuning into us. Thank you. You're here. Tuning in to Uncommon Sense. Our first, yes, this is... Uncommon Sense. When you're here, you're here. Oh my goodness, are you here? <laughs> what? <laughs> what type of fuck shit? Her mouth is filled with secret soup. <laughs> <laughs> JT, I'll tell you, I'll t- you know AI scripts stupid meme and one of them is for an an olive garden commercial and you know how the olive garden motto is when you're here you're family the ai script i mean we know that they don't it's not actually an ai but whoever wrote it wrote (laughs) olive garden when you're here you're here friend four what is wrong friend four (laughs) friend four says nothing friend four what is wrong friend four smiles her mouth mouth is filled with secret secret soup. soup Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're, you're here. here. Disgusting. Disgusting. The worst thing.
Hi, welcome to Uncommon Sense. This is a podcast where we ostensibly discuss our American heritage in ways that are condemning and highly irreverent. So if you're looking for, ignore my phone, completely disrespectful commentary about the founding fathers and so on and so forth, and you've reached the right place. To catch you all up, we had five, maybe six, seven, or 8,000 episodes pre-recorded, and we mm-hmm. have since lost them all in a technological... Fire. Yeah. Millions, even. Millions Basically, it was like how the Library of Alexandria burnt stuff. down, mm-hmm. but it was our podcast instead we'd, of untold scientific knowledge. We had actually uh, solved the formula for perpetual motion in one episode, but... We couldn't replicate it because of the circumstances under which we had found it. We uh, we actually found a way to demonstrate Schrodinger's cat through audio in real time Mm -hmm. in completely metaphysically innovative ways. Yeah, so so you can thank Apple that the world doesn't have those discoveries. For the most prototypes, cold fusion, um, as well as... uh, um, formulated um, different pathways for renewable energy, um, perpetual renewable energy. We located the missing vessels from the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that's true. Um, found out if God exists or not. Uh, <laughs> long story short, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't worry about it. Don't was, worry about it. God was the friends we made along the way. God is the <laughs> The devil, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, just say. With all that being said, unfortunately, we lost the second part of the uh, series. Well, the, or, the when we were parts, ranking yeah. the presidents based on who would survive the zombie apocalypse, and we lost the second part of that, so we're doing that again today. Yeah. We hope you think it's cute. I'm hoping it'll be even better than it was before. Yeah. But you'll never know. No. Mm. So with that being said, we're going to start our introductions. Jerry, can you go first? Because I need to think of what to say. I think that our sound uh, intern should go first. Oh, so we're doing this. All right. Um, hi, everyone. My name is uh, my name's JT. God damn it. Ugh. we got to take his coffee away. Yeah. <laughs> what? Excuse me? What? Um, and uh, my nickname is my first name. Yeah, JT. James. <laughs> my nickname is James. I've been nicknamed James, yeah. but my but my name is JT. My nickname is James, but my friends call me JT. Other way around. We're not friends. We're friends. Well, we're no, we're uh, wait. Hold on. What do you mean by that? Come on, your lie is supposed to be believable, it's JT. It's so dark in here. It's only three. How did? Uh, rain. It is raining. It's the end, fellas. Yeah. Um, You're listening to the apocalypse in real time. So something we've started doing recently is at the beginning of each of these. Well, that too. But at the beginning of each of these podcasts, and having the cats clean it. Something about for ourselves. once. It's possibly a lie, possibly a truth. But you won't know until the end. Yeah, I don't think they need that explanation though. Going forward, like I think we should just do the intros with no context. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So now you know, and if you're committed fans, you know. But if you don't, you don't. If you're yeah. here, you're here. That's all. <laughs> if you're here, you're here. Yes. So, sound technician, J. Teat. Yeah. 
He said he did. He his, said yours. Yeah. He did his thing. I missed it. What you just were talking about? You guys had a whole back and yeah. forth. That's my nickname is my first name. My first name is my nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get it. I thought oh, you were okay. just introducing yourself. Well, yes. Well, that spoils <laughs> it. I have to come up with something else now. Okay, um, I'll, God, I'll get it. Then. I'll okay, give you some you time. Uh, my name. My name is Jerry, and uh, I once broke into a high school. Uh, my name's Ime, and I once licked a giant statue of Abraham Lincoln in Washington, D.C. Where, where on the statue? His, like, ankle. His ankle? Are you yeah. into that? Uh, Got it. You don't need so, to say this. Um, it's okay. <laughs> uh, my name is JT, still, or James, if we're close. Um... And my chest hair grows asymmetrically. Word. I mean, same. So, uh, to remind you guys, last time we did this like a million years ago, <laughs> we left off. We, we have to pick up on Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. So this is our uh, roughly, it's like well, 1914. Luckily for all of our listeners at home and you guys here, I already forgot everything that we said about all of the presidents. Yeah, so this is going to be 100% candid. Like, don't you worry about any of this being artificial. I'm I still promise just, you, none of us remember what we said I'm before. I'm just as much of a dumbass as I was the last time we did oh, this. Oh, oh, uh, to, and to set the groundwork again, we had, uh, the categories were will survive, might survive, won't survive, will die in the first hour. Yes. So Woodrow Wilson... Right off the bat, I'm say, we'll die. I don't know with, about within the first hour, because, I mean, you know, you could say he, quote, got the United States through World War One, and, you know, which was an instrumental part of that, the victory for that war. Yeah. Important. We could say it's an accolade. On the other hand, Woodrow Wilson was not a healthy person and after world war one so the whole his whole thing was he was like all about he was very openly pacifistic and like very peaceful and just wanted everybody to get along and for the united states to be friends with every nation on earth and uh, what poor timing was it that he became president and had to deal with world war one stop fighting and he and when when the united states entered world war one it was a very uh divided it was not like a an easy consensus for Congress or for the government, and Woodrow Wilson was extremely reluctant to go through with that. But when we entered World War I, ultimately came out okay on the other side, he really wanted to prevent anything like this from ever happening again, so he tried to kind of start up this organization called the League of Nations, which was like, sort of like uh, the United Nations beta, almost. I feel like that's what a lot of people regard it as. But there were isolationists in Congress who didn't agree with the idea and they would they kept refusing to actually sign on to it and be a part of it so he would he was like going all over the all over the nation basically canvassing and crusading for the united states to join the league of nations which was like his baby he didn't it's not that he created it but he was such a big proponent of it he didn't, i mean he didn't create it by himself like you get what i'm saying um, but he just got so sick and so stressed out and so wound up, he like basically couldn't walk and just was like extremely unhealthy and wasted. And his wife ended up having to pick up a lot of the slack and just stuff like that. So there's some like baseline information for you guys. My opinion. Also, he was pretty high key racist. And so I just kind of, <laughs> it's not that I want him to die in the zombie apocalypse. I'm not saying I do or don't. Yeah. So I can't remember if we prefaced this in the last one, 
Uh, we're we're tr trying to go by facts as much as possible here. Our answers do not reflect our opinions of the presidents. Yeah, like, which we are as a reminder, pretty sure all three of us kind of hate Andrew Jackson, but we all agreed that he would survive. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of how much we like oh, it. Oh, God. What a tenacious motherfucker. Yeah. So what do you, what do, what do we think? Uh, I said my piece. Yeah, if he's sickly, he's not going to last long. Well, I think it's threefold, to be, to be frank, or anyone else for that matter. I think that <laughs> if he's sickly, yes, for sure. If, if his immune system and his body otherwise are frail, there's no reason why I, I should think that he would live. Furthermore, if he's so dependent on um, the concept of unification, good, but at the same time, I, I would take him to be kind of a, um, a pansy. Mm -hmm. And you know, a pacifist. Yeah, which... to, to be sort of like, well, you know, I saw that you took some extra rations, and that's just not very good. But Yeah, I mean... He would be pushed over very easily. Furthermore, the racism. Yeah, I was going to say, well, hypocrisy aside, if we're just going to focus on the pacifistic element, I'm not going to... You I, can't I, be a pacifist and survive the <laughs> apocalypse. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, like, are you being a pacifist towards your fellow survivalists, or do you want to make friends with the zombies? I, I'm not Either quite... Way, if you can't kill, like, other people who are trying to kill you... On the other hand, Woodrow Wilson did ultimately, you know lead america through world war one so did, he might have been extremely reluctant but did, did he shoot anybody well no he didn't personally shoot anybody in the war the only president that was kind of on the front lines in a hostile situation during war was james madison during the war of 1812 so the commander-in-chief generally isn't <laughs> one of the people shooting in a war this <laughs> you know mm. But, you know, so, like, I'm saying, like, I guess what I'm saying is Woodrow Wilson, you could say, has historically demonstrated leadership qualities in an extremely difficult situation, but he is physically sickly. And we're, uh, in this whole, you know, fictional zombie apocalypse situation, would being extremely pacifistic and reluctant to fight help you? Uh, probably not. Yeah, so generally, as a trope no. in movies and video games, that typically doesn't work in your favor. The person who strikes first usually, you know, mm. prevails in... Apocalyptic yeah, the setting, person yes. who strikes first generally strikes first. <laughs> yeah. Not only will he not strike first, he won't strike hard. No, he. It, it took him how many years to join World War One? But we are spending a lot of time like on three. Woodrow Wilson when okay. we all agree yeah. <laughs> that he would die. Why do we want to join World War One? What was the incentive for America to go to war? Uh, America so felt very antagonized by like German U-boats and yeah. stuff. I think like the Lusitania sinking was a big yeah. deal. That one. <laughs> yeah, that ship. That that boat sank on my birthday. That's oh. like the only historically significant thing. You're, you're really old. I, don't tell anybody. Can we edit this part out? I can't have people uh, know I'm a time traveler. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, All right, listen, we're, we agree. Woodrow Wilson would die. Yeah. Um, I think Warren G. Harding is next. It's true. Wasn't it also <laughs> true that Warren G. Harding was institutionalized for 30 or so years? Am I thinking of another president? Uh, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> Institutionalized? Yeah. I, I, Could be. I know almost nothing about this man. You know, even I'm though not, I know we've talked about him before. I admit, 
I don't know a whole stinking lot about Woodrow, uh, Woodrow Wilson, Warren G. Harding myself. What I do know is that his administration is mostly remembered for being consumed by scandal, namely the Teapot Dome scandal. And if you ask me what that was all about, I, honest to God, I can't tell you because I didn't understand it back when I was studying it. And that was a while ago. I don't understand it now. Um, but lots of like financial activities that were questionable, lots of crooked people in his you know, social and professional environment. And he allegedly slept with a woman while he was married whose husband was institutionalized at the time that they were having the affair. So that's a giant, huge no-no. Big, just not, just really just not a great person. Well, you don't have to be a great person to survive the apocalypse. You don't have to be a great, well, yes, no, we, we understand that. Um, not being able to like, I don't know, make sound judgment calls with who you have in your alliances, you know, I, I feel like that would not be beneficial. I feel like it depends on who you are. I'm going to go with might survive because if you're willing to know what the rules quote unquote are of leadership and just being like, mm, I'm not going to listen to this right now. Wait a minute. Didn't, didn't Warren Harding, didn't he die? Wait, did he? <laughs> While he was president? Oh, this the, is a crucial detail that the, we're missing the, here. Yeah, won't survive. <laughs> yeah, if what he was that? He couldn't even last the four he, years of presidency in times of peace. He could not last the, uh, an apocalypse. Yeah, what was it? Was it a cardiac event that he passed away from? Uh, I think his bone marrow expired. Let me see. <laughs> Interesting way to word that. Out. Yeah, I think that... Did you guys know that the leading cause of death is dying? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, cardiac arrest. There we go. Yeah, we'll survive. <laughs> okay, that was easy. If you can't survive before your presidency, you can't survive before your Yeah, I just, that just... That's a bold thing to say. That just dawned on me. Oh, what, do you disagree? No, not at all. Oh. Um, but tell me I'm wrong. That, that was bold to say. What did you say? If you can't survive before your presidency, you can't survive the apocalypse. I mean, listen, here I'm we, hesitant we, about that because we, we said Abraham Lincoln would I was going to say Abraham Lincoln. No, we said he might, didn't we? We, said, we made did an we exception for him. Might? See, I don't know cuz we, we we recorded that like 3 years ago. Yeah, uh <laughs> after millions and millions of videos were lost. Uh recordings? Videos? I don't know. There's whatever, no whatever. It's only audio. After millions and millions of audios were lost. Why are, why are so many decibels just like, gone. Why are audio recordings just called recordings, but video recordings are called videos? Why are audio recordings not called audios? Because, well, the... Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> Coolidge. Was succeeded. Um, Warren G. Harding was his vice president. What do you do? Yeah, you know, something about Calvin Coolidge reads me as, like, he would just be... <laughs> the considering Here's he was the thing. president for um, much of the, the 20s. Yeah. Um, the pretty 20s pretty solid time to be president. Oh, God. Yeah. Pretty solid you time. What's wrong with the country? Except for, except for, you know, racism, age-old lack of human decency and ethics. Human rights aside. <laughs> we're talking... We a great time. Like, if you were white... You were doing all right. If you were white and male, not a single care. Even the women did well. Um, when they weren't no, shoehorned into the cult of domesticity and 
You know what? I will say, in 1921, that was the year women got the right to vote. Mm. Big, huge deal. That's so, yeah, women were enfranchised in the 1920s. Oh, furthermore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, here's the thing about Calvin Coolidge. We, I, I have heard it said that he generally, okay person. Uh, I've heard it said that he's not racist. I don't know if that's 100% true that he was not racist. I don't know by what standards. Can you knock it off, Jerry? Fucking distracting me. He's like. Throwing sour patch kids and it was. I tried it once. I tried it once. So let's not do that again. I like need to be able to focus on what I'm saying here. Um, I I just I basically what I'm saying is I've heard that he's not the worst. I've heard that he's that he like wasn't racist and stuff like that. I feel like it would be a real challenge to not be racist in the 20s. To be very honest with you, I feel like uh, well, just that's why I'm a little bit doubtful yeah, about I'm very doubtful that. <laughs> but like, personality-wise, he was a pretty quiet guy. I heard he was kind of eccentric, like a little bit weird, and he had a lot of pets. And he was most famous for having a pet raccoon, kind of a Disney princess. I would love to have a pet monkey. Oh, I wouldn't. That's that idea of having a pet monkey scares the hell out of me. Good with animals, I'm gonna say will survive. Will not survive. Will. Oh, will survive. Keep stealing your cabbage patch kids. I don't think domesticating animals is indicative of one's survival rate in a zombo. Well, I mean, if we could train, like, an army of raccoons, go get food for them and stuff like that. If you just had, like, 500 trash pandas on your side, yeah, I don't imagine what you could accomplish. I'm going to say he might survive. Um, it's, this is, I feel like it's hard to judge Calvin Coolidge because this is an example of when you have a president that leaves with a pretty neutral to positive reputation because of national felicity that he wasn't necessarily directly responsible for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just so happened he inherited his administration at a time when everything was okay. So, you know. Um. But I could, I might agree with he might survive, you know, if he's quiet. And I feel like um, prizing solitude and being unostentatious is in some ways beneficial. Draw less attention to yourself. Yeah. Zombies won't even know where you are. <laughs> Aside from the 500 trash pandas. Yeah, but you ever seen a picture of Calvin Coolidge? He kind of looks like he was a zombie. His eyes? I don't know. Just look up a picture of Calvin Coolidge. There's just something a little bit uncanny about him to me. That might just be me, though. But, like, he looks weird. Just the look in his eyes. They're like, why? Like, I can't describe like it. Like a man unhinged. Like, a little bit. It's a fucking... Like, he looks movie. like he has secrets. Right. Are you looking it up, JT? So might survive? Yeah, he looks like he, he passed away before he was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit, right? Look, he, look, he has an absent look. He's going to put him with the glass bones and paper skin. Ew. So uh, anyway, after, what are we saying, might survive for Coolidge? I think might survive. I think might survive. Okay, we can say that. Um, I do want to add he wasn't the most physically hardy person. Like, mm. I don't know. Because, I, I mean, like, I'm saying might survive. I almost feel like he would just die eventually. <laughs> like, what? Does everyone? Uh-huh. All right. We'll say might survive. Um, Hoover. Herbert Hoover is next. So, Herbert Hoover, God bless, I will never be compl- really fondly remembered because he was president when 
the stock market crashed and the economy went to shit and this was the onset of the Great Depression and he got the blame for it then. I, I think some people blame him now even. There was a lot of things that led up to the Great Depression and, it, and kind of these economic downturns are never solely the responsible, solely the responsibility of one individual. Um, but he was very much disliked at the time as president. And Herbert Hoover was, prior to the presidency, a pretty altruistic person. He was doing things in the aftermath of World War I that were charitable um, overseas in communities that were struggling to get back on its feet. And he had a reputation for being philanthropic and just generally a nice person. Thank you. Um, and he, when he got into office, his policy and kind of his modus operandi was all about laissez-faire economics, and he was a big proponent for just free market capitalism and having no regulations. And America is well into its industrial age at this point, so you can imagine kind of having this philosophy of not regulating businesses and just kind of letting capitalism do its thing was not really successful, yeah. <laughs> as we know. Laissez-faire in an apocalypse setting, not a great thing either. Yeah. Now, Herbert Hoover kind of saw how bad things were and at least had the chutzpah to realize that he was wrong and he was trying to do things right at the very end that would fix everything that was going poorly, but it was too little too late. Reputation already destroyed, so there was no way he was going to be able to continue being president. So then, you know, FDR comes, um, um, comes along and we'll get to that. won't survive for Hoover. Yeah not being able to make timely decisions in the yeah, yeah. leads to your ultimate demise. And just kind of like a soft person, uh -huh. you know? JT, do you have any opinions? Uh, on Herbert Hoover, very little. What I will say is he sounds like he wouldn't have the charisma to argue for his life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, hey guys, I'm worth keeping alive. And I feel like everyone would else would uh, say no. Mm -hmm. No. It's furthermore, he only served yeah, so we can say it won't survive for Herbert Hoover. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so the next, of course, is the infamous, the inimitable, the venerable... Delano. Delano Roosevelt. Uh, won't survive. Do you want to expand on that, Jerry? I mean, listen... Y'all, I apologize right now. I already I apologize in we, advance. We warned you in advance <laughs> that this was not going to be great. Uh, he could not walk properly. Here's the thing. Here's what would happen. We would say the hey, man could not walk. <laughs> hey Frank, and say hey guys, like hey cool wheelchair. He's like I disagree. Like right, I'm polio, polio. Okay, cool. Um, so, so, here's my question. Yeah. Uh huh. And then they would just kill him, and then gut him, empty out his chest cavity, filled with dynamite. You said this last time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna use. It's too good. They're gonna use. <laughs> and they would run. Excuse, Sorry about the. Excuse me outside. Excuse. Me. God is trying run. to get his word in. They would run. They would run after they dehydrated the body. They would run the um, fuse either out of his his rectum, urethra, 
or nasal cavity, it would not come out of his mouth or ear. No, his ear would be funny. His ear, I want the fuse to come out. You know, his ear or his nose would be, no, his belly button. I love how you apologized for me saying, oh yeah, he can't walk, but that's a fact. And then JT's just like, this is how we are going to maim the corpse of that Here's what they're going to do. They're going to leave him sit there and rot and attract Zambo... The Zambonis, and they're they're gonna fucking light the fuse from far away, and and then they're gonna press a hydraulic switch that angles the floor under him. So then his wheelchair breaks off, starts rolling down, and the zombies follow the rotting corpse with dynamite in it. He's like he's basically like a big formerly alive pipe bomb. Can, can I just can I just mention? This is assuming survivors found him first. What happens when the zombies find him first? He's like rolling away, and then there's like a pebble in the way that stops the wheel from moving properly. Or like there's a stop sign, and he does. Good, good golly, I'm on wheels. I must follow the traffic laws established before the collapse of society. It's a fucking real vehicle. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say first hour. Yeah, first hour for sure. Hold on a second, wait, hold on a second. I gotta say stop. Yeah. Okay, first I of all. First hour. <laughs> so, putting JT's elaborate visuals for using FTR's cannon fodder aside, we let's just let's just shed some positivity on this. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, yes, he did suffer from polio, which he contracted at a young age. Which paralyzed. <laughs> paralyzed anyway y'all know it's a well-established fact that he suffered from polio and was paraplegic we can at least give him brownie points for being extremely tenacious in the face of having this disability and doing things that we're not i guess typically or stereotypically attributed to a person that suffers from this kind of condition he still would stand up at his speeches and use braces in the to help of his assistants to do so and he had a special car so that he'd be able to drive like he he really kind of made the most out of a difficult thing that he was dealing with so i feel like you know there's a little bit of a twist on this <laughs> you know having such a disability you know would be certainly inconvenient in a situation that is uh, hostile and involving zombies but fdr was known and praised for kind of conquering challenges and innovating to, you know, overcome, you know, certain certain calamities. The, the way I'm going through this in my mind is we're taking these presidents and we're kind of putting them on a street corner at the beginning of this outbreak. Like, they were just sort of on their own. There's no, like, secret service around them to protect them, like... Like, like many people would be at the beginning of a zombie apocalypse. You're on your own, you have to figure it out. And I'm picturing how does FDR get from that street corner to a place where he would call, like, a safe haven. Like, what happens along the way? And I don't see anything good happening. But FDR had so much charisma and was so well-loved that he was, you know, he was very much able to impassion his uh, his fellow people to rally around his cause, and I feel like that's something we can. That's consider. very helpful after the chaos becomes normal. I feel like it could be but helpful like, in the yeah. midst of the chaos. I, I, I agree with Jerry. Once once things even begin to devolve, 
he's physically handicapped. But don't you think being able to forge strong alliances and impassion people around it's, a common cause would be helpful after the panic? I just don't think he'll get there. You think he would die before he's able to do that? Yeah, he'd be killed. <laughs> he would die in the first hour. Yeah, absolutely. God damn it. I, 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 FDR, I, I was trying him. to stick up for you. I, I don't, don't even know why. He cheated on his wife. No. Let's be clear. Uh, how do you... But you're... Never mind. I don't want him well, to... Listen, we don't know how much yeah. of it worked. I, yeah, I don't know how polio affects your, your anyway. sexual faculties. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he would die in the first hour. I'm certain he would die in the first hour. I think he would attach like little rockets to his wheelchair where's he getting them from how's he getting to the place where the rockets you pick are? up rock you if it's a zombie apocalypse and you're walking around and you find there's well, resources he's not walking around. oh That's shit the you're right listen okay fine yeah i'm gonna two out of three he'll die okay fine he'll die first hour fine first hour listen we don't want it to be true if his legs eh. worked at all yeah <laughs> like, he would, no he would absolutely he would absolutely be in like theodore roosevelt territory yeah but like, he would get knocked over in the amount of people running by and then not be able to like, get himself let me, back up. Let me tell you something. I could walk up to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, say, hey, how are you? And start telling me about how he is. And I would push him over in his wheelchair and defeat him. It's a shame, cause he was like six foot three. It was a large man. If his, if his legs worked properly, he would be a shoo-in for most likely to survive. God, absolutely. put a disc- uh, Oh boy. Moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> Here, okay. Let's, let's, yes, JT. I would like to say this and then we can move on to Harry S. Truman. <clears throat> if under the right circumstances, he could be, he being FDR, could be in the right company to say, hey guys, there's zombies going on. Quick, don't kill me. Don't let me die, please. He could convince someone to put him in some sort of auxiliary, um, moving body holding device and we could jam Herbert Hoover into the wheelchair and do that to him. We could do that. F FDR has a mech. They build him like a robot suit and he can go around the like the zombie apocalypse robot suit. But that's assuming he was able to get past the first hour and find these people and build the suit for him. Where are my testicles? Are you, Jerry, are you suggesting you upgrade him from first hour to won't survive? No, I'm still saying first hour. Okay, so then this is all fruitless. In order to get that next suit. Well, at least historically, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was such a popular leader that he managed to get elected not yeah. once, twice, or three times, but four times. Yeah. But he passed away uh, in, in the middle of his fourth administration while we were still dealing with World War II, and this is where Harry S. Truman comes along. What does the S stand for, you might be wondering? Probably not, but you might be wondering, and the answer is it doesn't really stand for anything. It's literally just an S. Fun fact. Hmm? Yeah. What a moron. <laughs> what a I mean, names. you're allowed to have just a middle initial and not yeah, a middle name. Middle names used to be like a sign of intelligence. Like, having that middle name is like, oh, I came from, like, like high class. So, like, it made people think, like, my... my <laughs> my brother, my dad, and my grandfather all have the same name. They're all named James Albert. Ted. Ah! Yeah. Uh, Albert did not come around uh, until, well, my brother's the fifth, father's fourth, grandfather's third. The Albert didn't come around until the second. Because he was flirting with a girl who was higher class than him, so he gave himself a middle name. To have a better chance. 
That's kind of fucking sick. That's awesome. So um, technically, my brother would be the fourth, my dad would be the third, and my grandfather would be the second, because the name changed in the second iteration, but he didn't mention that, so it just continued down. An addendum to that, um, Scott shares a name with his father, point to point, um, and they both go by their middle name of Scott. First names are Mark. Oh. Um, Scott is JT's roommate, to be clear. We're getting it, we're talking about people that people, y'all, y'all don't know. <laughs> um, and I, I may, you might not know this, Jerry knows this. Um, so I'm JT. Mm-hmm. My father's I know that. Go on. My father's Tom. Um, Thomas James. Whereas I'm James Thomas. No. Oh. I'm named for my grandfather as is my father his. And so on and so forth. So we just keep flipping back and forth. That's... James Thomas and Thomas James. That's so quirky. Yeah, I'm gonna name my kid fucking Keith, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna my do that shit. My brain didn't say the names correctly. It was James Thomas and Tom's Jameis in my head. Tom's Jameis. <laughs> I'm gonna call my dad Tom's Jameis from now on. Oh my god. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Truman. Yeah, this is though. So this has been Drop fun facts about names with Jerry and JT. Harry S. Truman dies. Whoa, ho, hold on. Harry S. Truman, when he was vice president, like nobody knew anything about it. Everybody was so fixated on FDR as the leader that like any other person in his circle, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> like FDR was gang. Too far so when Harry S. Truman came along, everybody was like, "Who is this small, bespectacled man from Missouri?" Like. Who the hell is Harry S. Truman? And it turns out Harry Truman, for being like a five foot six owlish looking little man, was really a powerhouse and uh, probably is most remembered for making the tragic and, and highly consequential decision to drop the bombs on um, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. I'm yes. sorry if I'm butchering sure. the pronunciations, to end, which ultimately led to the end of World War II. So, Harry S. Truman, I, if I am remembering correctly, had military experience from World War I and led, and I, I have not studied recently about his military past, so I don't know what his official military position was when he was fighting in World War I, but I believe he was in some kind of leadership position, and when he was leading his uh, men in a hostile situation, he ended up getting like injured in the middle of a of a charge or some such when there was like a lot of stuff going on. And while he was injured, he literally like got up and like in between vomiting was like screaming and cursing at his men to keep going. And also, he was so nearsighted that he would have never in a million years been allowed to join the army. So he literally memorized the eye chart and cheated to be allowed to get in. We'll survive. Okay, so that does fuck. So it kind of, yeah, kind of vibes. Like, he's surprisingly a badass man. He also used to walk around Washington, D.C. by himself with no Secret Service at night. Like, boy, howdy, have times changed. He was just like, go ahead and try something. Like, I want Fuck around and find out. I'll throw up all over you while I curse at you. Yeah, he was, he gained a reputation for being, he cursed. And like, this is one of the uh, first presidents in a long time who would curse unapologetically in public. And during his speeches and he had a couple little catchphrases that he was known for like he had a sign on his desk that said the buck stops here and there's also a one-man broadway show based on harry s truman called give em hell harry which was another famous catchphrase that was like attributed to him yeah, uh, during campaigns and stuff will survive is what i'm gonna say he had military experience 
t-shirt's nasty after getting injured and the ability to keep going pushing yeah, through it. Yeah, he can make really tough decisions. That as well. Yeah. And he shows promising leadership potential. Yeah. Really, really tenacious and, like, uh, strong-willed little man. Like, the nearsightedness kind of draws away from it a little bit, but, like, I feel like he'd be able to still tell what is a zombie and what is not. Yeah, um, I'm a little hung up on the nearsightedness. I'm gonna say might survive right now, but, like, that's a fuck of a thing. Unless he can find a way to mitigate that or serve a uh, strictly administrative role where he's not really around these zombies. I mean, he was in World War I while while nearsighted and obviously survived. He already proved that his nearsightedness doesn't affect his ability to survive battles. And zombies aren't even shooting at him. He could also be like Teddy Roosevelt and just carry around like 10 pairs of glasses at all times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we said Teddy Roosevelt, we, didn't we say Teddy Roosevelt will survive yeah. for sure? I mean, sorry about that, guys. Excuse that, was, you. that was Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> um, we said he would survive and he was extremely nearsighted. He might have been more nearsighted than Harry Truman. Yeah, I, I think Truman will survive. He will survive. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Eisenhower. As long as he knows how to love, I know he will survive. Uh, the power of friendship. I'm going to say will survive. For Eisenhower? I like Ike. Eisenhower, military man, war hero, well-known for that and admired. Uh, Low-key, centrist, middle-of-the-road politician known for being even-keeled and amicable. Those were his, his traits. Um... And, like, honestly, I don't really know much about his administration. I just know that he's known for, like, starting highways. And we yeah. can, like, we can oh. thank Eisenhower for transcontinental roads. Well, you know why they did that? R- remind us, JT. Quick um, deployment of the military? Yes. Yeah. Um, the highway system was invented not just as a means of um, nice, cool, interesting infrastructure that will let people get around, but will for sure um, be able to move troops from Texas to Louisiana to Washington State to Oregon as quickly as needed. Yeah. You can land planes on highways. Yeah. That's the point. Gotcha. So, I think that's incredibly intelligent to do um, in the instance of Homeland Security. Um, I think that... um, he was a five-star. No, he was a five-star general. Yeah. In World War II. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I would, he can definitely fight. My, the the hang-up for me for Eisenhower yeah. was that he was so middle of the road. I feel like being reluctant to make impassioned or uh, polarized decisions or calls is not always a good thing. It's a good thing to be able to compromise and reach across party lines, you know, and work with a variety of people, but. I still feel like there's situations where if you're middle of the road, that's not necessarily helpful. I feel like middle of the road can be misconstrued as not impassioned about either, like about anything. But at the same time, I feel like middle of the road can also mean that instead of letting like <clears throat> passion drive you, use logic in different situations let's over further, what you feel is right. Let's further clarify, are, are we saying these are presidents in strictly leadership positions or they're just... So just my logic is they start out on the, the street, street corner, corner 
and they have to make their way to some kind of group that they will then lead. Okay. Yeah, I'd say not strictly leadership positions. Like, they have to also show promise at being able to survive long enough to be in a group that they might then lead. Yeah. yeah I, I uh, think we can say we'll survive, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll survive. Um, the internet seems to have taken a poo. Uh, for whatever reason, I think a wire or a, t- a, a pole went down. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, do you know the president's? Yeah. Sequentially, great. Yeah. Great. Which I told you last time we recorded this. That's what I do. Okay. Well, Continuing. After Eisenhower is Kennedy. Oh, well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be careful here. Because there's. This is. I remember last time we recorded this episode, you said it's too soon. But we, then we still fucked around. Won't survive. It's not too soon. It's not too soon. It's been like. Well, I don't think it's too soon. I was querying this to myself. I was like, is it too soon to joke about Donald Kennedy? Are there people still alive that could have known him? Well, yes, but it's been like 60 years. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a while. Uh, I remember saying this. Let me posit this again to you guys completely 100% unsubstantially unsubstantiated pure speculation just like I am not I just want to make that clear I think everybody like everybody has their own theories about what happened to JFK and what the, what was behind the assassination and so on and so forth you know very few people think that what's his name operated alone what the hell was that guy's name yeah, Harvey yeah thank you um I think that fucking Lyndon Baines Johnson knew about it, knew about the assassination. Like, I feel like he knew it was going to happen. I'm not saying he was solely responsible or that he masterminded it, but I think he was, like, in on it. And when we get to Lyndon Baines Johnson, like, oh, my God, what a... Anyway. Uh, I recall. Yeah, um, right? Like, it's just I just have, like, a gut feeling about that. And obviously, we'll probably never know. Mm-hmm. But I just got a feeling. Uh, JFK, I'm going to say, won't survive. Yeah, it's JFK. It's like hard to know how. Obviously, extremely popular in the short time that he was president. Him and his family were called the Camelot of Washington, and were so admired and so loved. And they were like these uh, glamorized celebrities, which was kind of novel. Uh, just a little fun fact: first, uh, practicing Catholic to become president, he had ponies at the White House that his kids would ride. And he was just so good at the public image part of being president. And he really had like a solid brand and had this magnetism, him and his family kind of about them. They had this sort of sensationalized celebrity. Um, and on, you know, just we just don't know how good his policies uh, could have been during his tenure because he didn't have a lot of time. He managed to upset a lot of Cubans, and we can, you know, the Bay of Pigs is one of the bigger things that he is remembered for during his presidency. Um, And this was kind of the onset of the Cold War, so we were having international relations issues and so on and so forth. Um, But he was assassinated while he had a really solid reputation. So we know that he was loved, at least. But we just, yeah, we just can't, we we can't necessarily know. And And he also, he had a military history. And he was hailed as a hero, and I believe, I believe he was in the Navy, and um, had a good reputation there as well. So I think we're kind of like under this pretense that if you were assassinated during your administration, that's indicative of poor survivability in the zombie apocalypse. Right, and I, I think retrospectively we can agree that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I think there's other attributes about Kennedy that we can, uh, you know. Ethically, I'll just go ahead and call it out as I see it. 
cheated on his wife, like, a lot. Does that have to do with how well you would do during the zombie apocalypse? No, I guess not. But I just want to point that out. It kind of, kind of annoys me the way people sensationalize <laughs> these, like... Here's what I'll say. Um, I think that infidelity is a lot to do with. Yeah? Please yeah. expand on that, if you will. If you can't honor your marriage to your partner, what are you, what are you, what are we meant to think about yeah. what you would or would not be doing um, to invalidate the trust in, like, your, your, your surviving party? Yeah, um, like, commitment issues. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's really Suffice. fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked up. You know, I've, I've never um, been cheated on in the context of a, a marriage. I've never been cheated on by a spouse. Um, but I can only imagine how destructive that can be emotionally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, like, the actual legitimate destruction that would occur in this instance is... Uh, yeah, I think in a zombie apocalypse, you don't want to have a propensity to destroy your relationships and alliances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to posit JFK might survive yeah. like at least i want i want to say that right. but you know actually i should add this too things keep coming to me as i'm thinking he was kind of sickly though he was in and out of the hospital a lot and there was at one point he had a lot of um like uh, bilious problems and gastrointestinal problems i think he, he also had back problems um and there was a couple times that he was so sick in the hospital that they had him like writing his will and stuff because they thought he was gonna die yeah i'm i'm sticking with won't survive yeah I've said won't survive for every president that has died during office up until this point. I'm going to continue with that trend. Did you fart? I did. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, great. It hasn't gotten over here yet. No. Yeah. All right, what do you think, JT? Will or won't? Might. Or might? You might? Mm, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm actually, so I was going to say might. Now I'm not sure. Listen. He... Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a hole in his face. Yeah, he... You know, his brain's missing. Did you guys know that? We don't know what happened to his fucking... It's gone. It's missing. Bet you Jackie Kennedy does. What? She was there. She's dead. Bet you Jackie Kennedy knew. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. As I understand, she was in such a state of shock when that happened that, like, once he got hit with the round... She, um, she like fully started trying to like put his head she, back together. Well, she like leapt over the back of the car and grabbed a chunk of his brain, and then turned back into the cab and said to the person sitting next to her, "I'm holding my husband's brains in my hand." Like, yes. She. I don't know that she didn't try to put it back together, but she, yeah, kind of uh, grasped the carnage. <laughs> I can't imagine, obviously. I can't begin to imagine what that must have been like for her. It's crazy, crazy. Or him. The Kennedys? I'm actually, you know, I don't think I'm going to say won't survive. The Kennedys, people talk about that family actually being cursed because so many bad things happened to them. I don't know at all off the top of my head. One of the older siblings uh, was the subject of like a, a lobotomy early on when that was being figured out and was like vegetated as a result. Mm. Um, mm. Then, you know, his brother was also killed, I believe, right? The yeah. brother was also assassinated. He was a senator, Robert Kennedy? Sorry if I really, I don't I haven't memorized. Won't survive. <laughs> what do you think those dinners were like? 
the Kennedy dinners? Yeah. What do you mean? Fucking Rob's sitting there like, oh. They're like, oh, man, who's next? Yeah, and I'm just really enjoying, you know, uh, my senatorialism. And then um, JFK's like, okay, well, I'm the fucking president. Actually, I heard that there was envy problems. I don't know if it was between, there was like a few siblings. I don't know if it was between John and Robert, but like because Kennedy was hailed as like a hero, a naval hero during, I guess it would have been World War II. Um, there was like, yeah, there was envy and jealousy problems and kind of lingering there in the sibling relationships. Mm. Yeah. But a ton of fantastic documentaries you guys can watch about the Kennedys. But so, I think we're agreeing that he won't survive yeah. actually at this point. Yeah. LBJ? That's fine. Huh? Oh, is LBJ now? Yes. Yeah. Lyndon Baines Johnson. So, Lyndon Baines Johnson, um, originally from Texas, in the same city that uh, JFK was assassinated in, incidentally, he was six foot three, like, tallest president, um, seconded only to Abraham Lincoln. And he was a, just a big, loud, angry person who. There was actually a term coined in conjunction with Lyndon Johnson called the Johnson treatment, which is when what he what he would do is hey stop. What he would do is he would walk right up to you like hair hair with distance in between him and the other person, and just so that you were forced to crane your neck to look up at him, and he would just look down at you and just like holler to like intimidate people. It was like the kind of stuff. He also used to like just hang out naked. Just like be naked. That's the Johnson treatment. And just people would just be just be naked. That wasn't the Johnson treatment, but it was. Well. <laughs> all right. That's a different Johnson treatment. Just, just we could say he was eccentric, and he had this idealized image for America. He he wanted to start this war on poverty to end the cycle of poverty, uplift the lower classes of America, so that he could manifest what he called what I believe he called the great his great society so he had these he i don't know why in my opinion it's like kind of weird because this isn't the only instance of a president that has like names for their different like uh maneuvers and ideas for policies he's he was just so weird that i guess in my mind like everything he did has some kind of like alarming underpinning to it but yeah he had this idea for america's great society and it was extremely idealized, and so he had, and, and he fought pretty hard on civil rights as well. And the Civil Rights Act uh, of 1960, ooh, can't remember what year it was. <laughs> uh, I wanna say, mm, no, I'm not even gonna guess. But like, the point is, he was actually pretty instrumental in fighting for civil rights for black people in America. Pretty good, you know, wanted to end the cycle of pro- poverty. Pretty good. Personality-wise, just like really quixotic and just a character um, and big and strong so if you can consider those accolades in the zombie apocalypse I'd say like he stands a pretty decent chance mm-hmm. I'm gonna say might survive also yeah. uh, allegedly cheated on his wife like a lot with like his secretary was one of those people Monica Lewinsky <laughs> not her her um, I'm gonna say might survive on account of how foreboding and um, potentially antagonistic his presence may be perceived. Yeah. yeah. Also, getting chest hair close to a zombie not going to help you. Well, maybe not to his, maybe not to a zombie, but I, I don't know. Like the first zombie he sees, like coming at him, he doesn't know what's going on yet. You know, here's another thing about Lyndon Baines Johnson that might be informative here. 
this is one of, uh, might be the only example that I can think of, of a president who didn't run again because he was so discouraged by how poorly his first term went. And that was because of the onset of Vietnam. And he just felt so drained by the experience and felt like he just couldn't go forward. For, like he had no interest in like trying to get his great society going while this Vietnam stuff was going on. That he, he was like, I'm just not gonna run again. Not even gonna give it a shot. Gotcha. Before we move on to the next president, are we cool if we take a short break? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need to... <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. I'll give you guys a little bit of a rundown for Lyndon Baines Johnson. What do we think? Uh, might survive. Might survive. Just take him with might survive. He's either really going to survive because he dominates with his presence. Yeah. Or, or that'll get him killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we can, I'm okay with that. We can say might survive. Yeah. Um, so Richard Nixon is next. This is another, just a weird character. Richard Nixon is historically significant for being the president that kind of facilitated the general American public not trusting the government. Like, obviously, there's always going to be dissent, you know, in the public against the governmenting body. Governmenting. Governing body. But uh, in Nixon's case, because of the very infamous Watergate scandal, this was, it it, um, incited a massive drop in the general public consensus trusting the federal government. So Richard Nixon, just general facts, did some okay things while he was president, interestingly enough, you know. Okay, so (laughs) that. um, He was the first president to go to China. He was dealing with that kind of foreign relations. Uh, I believe he was president when we went to the moon. Is that correct? That sound right? We don't know. Yeah. we're dealing with some weather. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, he was president when NASA sent America to the moon and we beat Russia to the punch in that regard. Um, also started some important environmental initiatives. So that's, you know, an, a certain accolade too. You guys are distracting me, rustling around your snacks and gesticulating ambiguously. Trying to communicate without yeah. interrupting you. Yeah, you're interrupting me. <laughs> non verbally. Uh, I'd argue I could be interrupting you more. Uh, you should do it. You should just do it verbally. <laughs> so basically, we're trying to offer each other snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, being Swedish fish and sour patch kids. Are these Swedish fish different colors? They're tropicals. Whoa. Uh, however, I have already eaten too many sour patch kids, and it's not sitting right with that latte I drank. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Same. So I'm just done with gummies for the time being. So I was trying to offer my Sour Patch Kids so as to not let them go to waste. So basically, if anybody at home wants these Sour Patch Kids, leave a comment. Maybe they'll still be here. If I audibly am struggling to maintain a train of thought, you can bet your ass it's because these two are like just gesticulating wildly to each other. Uh, I will not apologize. Because that is how we. I wouldn't bond. expect you to. <laughs> okay, so Richard Nixon. Um, basically, like what I'm trying to say is, he actually did accomplish some like admirable things while he was president. Thing is, just weird personality. He was like extremely paranoid. Didn't have the best public image from the onset because he was obviously in the forefront against um, John F. Kennedy when he was running for president earlier. And he had some health problems, so he was just kind of always looking like haggard and he was sweaty and just like not just compared to JFK's like glitz and glamour, Richard Nixon just kind of looked like a trash panda. 
It's kind of just a giant walking raccoon. <laughs> like, dark eyes, and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, he carried around, like, a list of enemies in his pocket. He was just strange and recorded himself obsessively, which, as we know, backfired. So the whole Watergate scandal, you know, his um, disciples or cohorts or allies or what the hell ever you want to call them were found spying on the... Uh, Democrats at the Watergate Hotel where the convention was happening, and it was just an enormous, huge scandal that set this precedent for the American people not being able to trust their officials, and that has been a permanent fixture in this country ever since then. Went up, it improved a little bit after 9-11, and there was kind of this whole uh, consensus of nationalized solidarity and uniting under a common cause, but then, you know, has since gone down again and now we have conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists in congress and all that fun stuff i'm not saying we can blame richard nixon for that this is a bit tangential i'm just saying this was historically significant for that reason among other things Mm -hmm. so you know just like paranoid person despite the accomplishments weird guy was willing to do crooked things. He was kind of convincing, though. This is something that I think is really funny. When accusations about his trustworthiness were flying around in the beginning, he delivered this speech. He famously said, I am not a crook. And on another occasion, he delivered the speech called the Checkers speech, where he talked about his dog, Checkers. Like, he used his dog to evoke pathos in the American people, and, like, it worked. Like, because he was talking about how much... You know, he loved his dog, and he just wanted peace for his family and his dog. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, Checker's the dog, the first dog. You have to sympathize with Nixon because he's evoking an image of his cute little doggy. Interesting strategy, but it worked temporarily, so, you know, that's just a fun fact. I'd say might survive. Yeah, I kind of feel like he won't survive, because that shit comes back to bite you (laughs) at the end of the day. Yeah. And he was. Yeah, really crooked. Forthright with what he didn't need to be. Resigned in shame, and then his vice president resigned in shame too, because he was also crooked. Spyro Agnew, whatever the hell his name was. What a fucking cool name. I guess I don't know if it's pronounced Spyro or Spiro. I don't like. I really don't know how to pronounce the name. <laughs> oh my gosh! Sounds like a D and D villain. A little bit. I am the Lich Spyro Agnew. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see it. Absolutely. Didn't JFK start the Peace Corps? I know we're not talking about JFK anymore. I do not know. You do. We're, we're on won't survive then. Yeah, I, I feel like won't survive. He's so, unsurvivable. Yeah. So Richard Nixon obviously would have been impeached, but he resigned before that could happen, so that never came to fruition. And then, like I said, his vice president also resigned for similar reasons. So. This is the first and so far only instance in American history we have had the Speaker of the House ascend to the presidency. Gerald Ford is the only president that was like not elected in any capacity to be in that position whatsoever, mm. to be in the executive. So now we have Gerald Ford, who was an athletic young man. That might be in his favor. I, if I remember correctly, he was like a wrestler in college or something, and he had like athletic scholarships and stuff like that. So there's that. Uh, he, but the thing is, like, interestingly, despite having an athletic history, he was, like, known and wildly made fun of for being clumsy. And there's, like, a really famous video of him, like, 
getting out of the airplane, but then falling down the stairs. So he was known for being clumsy and sweaty. And he was also known for pardoning Richard Nixon. And those are like the main things that he's known for, mm. unfortunately. <laughs> so not much to go on for Gerald Ford other than what I just told you. I'm going to be like, dude, either might survive or won't survive. Yeah. I just, mm, I'm not sure which. I don't know. What I do you guys think? I won't survive simply because leniency in the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah, back to bite yeah. you. Yeah, he was just kind of seen as like a, just a goofy, uh, like unqualified character. Whether or not that's true, but like that's how he was seen by the American public. Right. Yeah. Um, so then who comes after Gerald Ford? Wait, don't tell me. Carter? Gerald Ford? That, that sounds right, right? Well, I just can't tell you, <laughs> yeah, I know we can't. Um, we're gonna go with Carter. We're gonna say Carter's next. Jim Bowles, Jimmy Carter, Georgian Democrat peanut farmer, big teeth, nice little old man. Was disliked because um, he, there was like you had to wait in line at the gas station <laughs> while he was president. The funny thing about Jimmy Carter is he had a very low approval rating while he was president for a couple different things, and the gas crisis was one of them. But also, um, well, so yeah, and then. After the fact, and this this has happened, you know, multiple times throughout history. But with Jimmy Carter, it's really dramatic. Low approval rating, not a very well liked president. And then, like 20 years, people were asked in polls, in hindsight, how they felt about Jimmy Carter, and his approval rating in the in 20 years after the fact was like 90 something percent. Like afterwards, everybody was like, "Yeah, Jimmy Carter was good. We liked Jimmy Carter," even though back then there, there, were, there was no such sentiment. What did you? What did he do? What did he do, bitch? I don't know. I think maybe just not much. <laughs> he was president during the 1970s. I can try and like pull up some quick fire notes here on my phone. Jerry, stop for time. Hello, everybody. I'm Jerry. I'm, uh, you know, sitting here. I got my red polo on. And I didn't realize it until I got in the car. But my jacket being green and my polo being red, I looked like I was a practitioner of Christmas. I looked like I was an early Christ Christ Christmas <laughs> practitioner on uh, November 30th. You're nailing it. And I was like, well, it's too late now. So I just sort of rocked it. Uh, however, due to my attire, I refused to listen to anything remotely like Christmas music in the off chance that somebody heard it. All right. They'd look over. All right. I'm going to cut in here. Um, in, t <laughs> in 2002, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in co-founding the Carter Center. You might be asking what the Carter Center is. Uh, is a non-governmental, not-for-profit organization founded in 1982 by former U.S. Pre well, yeah, thank you, Wikipedia. What does it do? It's a non-profit. <laughs> I might just say to you guys, listen, look it up. Oh, Carter Center's goal is to advance human rights and alleviate human suffering, including helping improve the quality of life for people in more than 80 countries. Listen, here's what I know generally. I, I don't know too much about his administration, I will admit. Jimmy Carter, in general, very altruistic person who is like 96 years old or something right now, and he's still building houses with Habitat for Humanity. And he's been pretty quiet in the political sphere ever since he was done being president, because that's pretty much typical for retired presidents, like not really be involved too much. But, you know, because of all the current events regarding race relations uh, and tensions in our country right now, Jimmy Carter actually did come out with a, a statement and saying, we're very disappointed to see how things are going, and we just want to make it very clear that we, it, we 
as in him and, and his wife, have always stood for racial equality and fairness and believe that everybody needs to be treated equally and so on and so forth. So he didn't directly, I don't seem to recall, say anything about like Donald Trump, but like low-key shading Donald Trump and just like mm-hmm. expressing disappointment with how the administration is doing its stuff right now. I feel like even though he is now very old, during his presidency, what was he like? In his 50s? I don't know, you're going to make me do math. If he's 96 right now, 40s. JT's saying 40s. That's, that 40s? doesn't seem right. That seems too young. Late 40s. Late 40s, early 50s? Yeah, I feel like that's a will survive. You know, it's funny. He's such an, uh, a peaceful, unprepossessing person, but kind of badass being, you know, a million years old but building houses for poor people. You know what I mean? I feel like that shows a certain amount of resilience and tenacity and the fact that A, he knows how to build houses and B, <laughs> he is a farmer. Yeah, shows yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. to rebuild in the long term. Oh, yeah. He can kind of cultivate crops and build housing for all of the people in the group that he is in. Google is saying he was 52 when he was elected president. Yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, we were in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh... I'm going to say we'll survive. Yeah. I think undoubtedly. I think you would expect him not to survive, but then it turns out he survives. <laughs> I think he'd be one of those characters. He's like one of the characters where, like, he's like, going ahead, I'll catch up. And then, like, you don't see him for a little while. And then, like, later on, you're, like, you're, you're walking down the, the road, and it's like, man, wh- where, wh- is that a peanut farm with a bunch of houses in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there he is. Yep. Eating some peanuts, building a house. Doing his best. And he's just like... Trying his best. What took you so long? <gasps> I caught. I, I caught up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Carter will survive. Okay. Jimmy Carter will survive. Dimples. Yes. Our friend Carter Lesson. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. We're talking presidents here. After Jimmy Carter to the Jimbles came the inimitable Ronald Reagan. So Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh. I don't know where to start with him. First of all, am I right? Reaganomics, am I right? Trickle down, am I right? So Ronald Reagan was like the fiscal responsibility Republican Party poster child for this particular iteration of partisan alignments up until Donald Trump kind of overhauled the GOP platform. So Reagan was very much a like overarching kind of, he didn't get in the details. He was very idealistic and had these grandiose ideas and he kind of let the details to his affiliates to kind of take care of. So he was a broad spectrum ideating kind of person. Physically, uh, a pretty much physically fit, broad shouldered man. As for just kind of general personal history, he's famous for being the first and uh, for a while the only president who was an actor. So I'm, I don't know how to qualify this because Donald Trump wasn't exactly an actor, I would say, but was on television. And Ronald Reagan was also at entertainment before he was president. And he was a part of the, uh, he, he was a big on unions. Uh, and I actually think uh, he was a Democrat for a while when he was dealing with politics prior to his presidency and then turned around to become a Republican. And I'm pretty sure that was over fiscal responsibility and he was also very vocally pro-life and stuff like that. Very, very popular president. He had a lot of charisma and 
he was able to articulate his ideals in ways that were um, kind of easy for people to understand, you know what I mean? Um, he kind of spared you the flowery dialogue. And I, and I think that's because he had experience on screen and as an actor, and he, so he knew how to project that personality type and that sort of media training in a way that was very beneficial for him. Uh-huh, he did. And he was actually called the Teflon president by some people because it was like, no matter what happened, like, he could get away with murder. He was so popular. Just everything bounced off of him. Like, no verbal slip or anything could tarnish his reputation. So he's actually also famous electorally for winning, like, 44 states or some absurd number of states um, during one of, one of two of his, I guess, when he was running for re-election. He won like an, an absurd majority, huge landslide, biggest landslide in like modern history, electorally speaking. So you know, I kind of feel like disagree as much as I might about his policies and his ideas that he has the charisma and the physical fitness to survive. I will say, if we're gonna continue, and we've been consistently talking about um, mental and physical fitness over the course of this conversation, he did suffer from Alzheimer's. Some people think he had the onset of it while he was president, and until Donald Trump, he was the oldest person who was elected president. He was 69 when he was first elected. And some people think he had Alzheimer's while he was president at some point. That's not proven, so obviously I can't, I don't know. But that, that you know, you might want to consider that. I don't know, like, <laughs> what age group we're putting him in here, I guess, if we're Put, like if we're putting them in the position in this fictional setting of the age they were when they were presidents, I would say he was fine. Gravity just did something. I don't know if that picked up on the microphones, but we're gonna ignore it. Yeah. Uh, damn thunder. Yeah, right. Oh, fuck. Uh, I feel. So like anyway, I'm just getting we'll muddled survive. in the details here. But you're feeling like we'll survive. Yeah. I think we'll survive. Yeah, I would say we'll survive. I think he's got the right combination of uh, things going for him. Um, yeah, okay, so we, I guess we can move on from Reagan. It's a pretty quick, I don't know, do you guys have any questions? Should I talk about trickle-down economics or should we just move on? Move on, I think. We should just move on, okay. We're getting, we're getting short on time, I believe. Hey, time is an illusion. So is death. Pants are an illusion and so is death. Yep. Okay, so George H.W. Bush. I really don't know about anything about George H.W. Uh, Bush. Did you have military history? Yes. We saying yes? Yes. Um, yes? Yes? I know that his son served in the Korean War. My grandpa served in the Korean War. MASH is like my favorite TV show, speaking of Korean War. You love MASH. Radar. I love MASH. I love Radar. Such a good Guy character. Guy who wears a dress. Klinger. Yeah. Mash. Harry Styles. <laughs> I, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Jerry, do you know about that? No. He, what magazine was that for, Vogue? Vogue, yeah. He was like on the cover, but he did a photo shoot for Vogue where he was wearing a, sorry, we're getting off topic here, but just real quick, break. Um, he wore a dress, which is like straight up ostentatiously, like not even androgynous, straight up dress for a photo shoot with Vogue, and it's been breaking headlines. Partly because that's unusual, I suppose. But also, um, Candace Owens, um, who oh, this bitch. is a famous uh, spokesperson for, I don't know how to word this. She's a Republican, 
used to be a Democrat, or she used to at least be critical of the GOP, and has since converted to Republicanism and is kind of, I guess she considers herself, or many people consider her a spokesperson for conservatism specifically in the black community in America. And she criticized on Twitter, I think, Harry Styles for wearing a dress and said that she's over this whole societal moving, society moving in the direction of emasculating men, and she was like, bring back manly men, and we need to stop with this, like, radicalization and gender blurring the lines very unhappy hmm. about it yeah obviously she's full of shit well, we know that but like a lot of people are closed-minded in this world lots of people yeah. um i'm just trying to while we're discussing harry styles i'm trying to pull up some facts here about george w bush because honestly this keep talking about harry styles <laughs> we, we gotta at least what? decide if how george Six h w person? bush harry styles would survive you sure. think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So much mobility with that dress. Treat people with full kindness, range of movement. But not zombies. They're not people. So yeah. I think I think with um, no doubts in this head, Harry would do it. What a beautiful person. So. Um, George H. W. Bush was serving in the Navy during World War II. Okay. Um, he was an ambassador to the United Nations. Defeated Democrat Michael Dukakis. Stop, stop, stop. Negotiated and signed the North American Free Trade Agreement. Yeah. Look, I don't know. He'll, he'll be fine. I yeah, <laughs> will survive, might survive. I wouldn't say will survive, might survive. Might survive. I don't know. This is the president I know the least about. Like. Yeah, right. He's got military experience, but also, like, was he on the older side when he took the presidency? He was. He was, yeah, sure. He died kind of recently. I yeah. think, uh... Past 10 years. Oh, recently. Like, past year. I don't think it was 2020. I think, yeah. uh... Might have been last year. Might survive. Oh, I guess it was 2018. Looking like. Uh, any case, yeah, he and he was really old when he died. He lived a long time. He was in his 90s because him and Jimmy Carter are like pr the exact same age. Um, and he was in a wheelchair for those last few years. I think he. I was gonna. I mean, never mind. I was about to talk out my ass. I was gonna try and say what the the condition, the degenerative condition was that he suffered from that he had to be in a wheelchair. And I honestly can't remember. And I don't want to give you false information. Wheelchair disease. So, anyway. Thank you. Get it right. Uh, might survive. We're going to say might survive. We'll just say might survive. Good. Okay. So, um, Carter, Bush, Bill. Clinton, yeah. Clinton. Bill Clinton. What do we think about Bill Clinton? Very charismatic. You can't He's very charismatic. Okay, so Bill Clinton obviously has been remembered for and will always be remembered for his very famous cheating scandal with Monica Lewinsky, among others, and is oft quoted, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, was impeached for perjuring, but ultimately acquitted. Charismatic, um, probably politically, I would say, he is remembered for, quote, balancing the budget when, but when people say that i don't think they know what they're talking about but we you know we can go ahead and say uh america fiscally speaking was in a good position while he was president can we attribute that uh attribute that to being his responsibility uh, i don't know for sake of simplicity 
let's go ahead and say that you know he made some okay fiscal decisions. Are, Did he make okay ethical decisions? No, obviously not. I mean, finance and ethics in the apocalypse, though. How? <laughs> How important are those two features? Well, we did establish earlier that if you have fidelity and commitment issues, that might not work in your favor during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I also just can't stand people but, who cheat on their spouses. Yeah, it's not I, I, I may not want you to survive. <laughs> you know? Um, was he charismatic, though? Yeah, he had a certain, uh, what's this word? Magnanimity to him? Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. Is it the right word? Personal magnetism? Sure. He was Animal he was magnetism. magnetic. Primal energy. Ugh. Large uh, penis. Big dick energy. I feel like I feel like I want to see him survive. Do y'all know that Richard Nixon was nicknamed Tricky Dick? I just love that. Speaking of dicks. That sucks. Let's not talk about dicks. Uh, stupid. I want to say stupid. I want to say might survive for Bill. I guess. Whatever. This. Oh really? Why? Yeah, I just don't think it will. Um, I don't know. I I I will say I, I think I exhibit a certain level of bigotry towards people that that are not faithful. Yeah. Um, Fair. And and I've seen that in other people um, penetrate into other faculties of their life where it just interesting choice of words doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> serve anyone but themselves actually hurts people um, and as much as I think it's valuable that he could balance a budget so to speak and maybe it's not money that we're dealing with but maybe ammunition or rations or whatever if he mm -hmm, can mm -hmm. manage that yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers are numbers I think he could do well with that I just don't think that he would make sound enough decisions beyond that um to support himself mm -hmm. equally with um, his his party. I feel like personal decisions and like large scale decisions are not intrinsically tied. He's also down to lie, straight up just lie. I don't know what you guys think about that being beneficial or not. It depends on how good of a liar you are. Uh, and what uh, he was about. acquitted. So Jerry, here's, here's what I'll say. I understand what you're saying. Um, but if you can if you can be so nasty and and dis if you could do something to to so firmly invalidate um, the trust of someone that you are crazy crazy close to that you've made a life commitment to, then I feel like it's even that much easier to do something like that to someone less um, important. I'm not saying that you won't do one. You you can do one and not the other. Like, you have the proponent to do both sure. if you do one. Yeah. Uh, my logic being is that being a good, wholesome person is not intrinsically necessary yeah, 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 and yeah, if yeah. you can lie about things and get people to believe you uh -huh. on that lie against the person who's saying otherwise you know interesting help you in a political position the fact that he was impeached for perjuring and then ultimately acquitted i don't know if that can be attributed so much to everybody believing that he didn't do what people were saying that he did or is it just that there were you know political alliances that people didn't want to uh 
cut off, you know what I mean, by getting him, by impeaching him out of office. Mm -hmm. That might also be something that works in his favor, being able to maintain alliances to his benefit, you know, I don't know. So maybe it's a might survive thing. I'm uh, in between I'm, I'm might survive and won't survive. Definitely won't survive. I'm not saying he like he definitely will survive. I'm on might survive. You might survive. Mm. All right. I could say might survive. We can say might survive. Okay. Uh, George W. <laughs> I think he will survive. Yeah. yeah? Why? Tell um, us more. Oh. So um, <laughs> I think that while. His response to both 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina can Cantina. Katrina. Star Wars. Star Wars Cantina. Um I'm gonna steal they your definitely red ones. were maybe a little delayed and perhaps underwhelming. Thanks. Um, I think that for the most part he was a good president. I think that he put on a nice face for people. I think that he was a really good person. I think that he has military experience. And I think that he um, is a nice man. Here's the thing about George W. Bush. Say it. He has degrees from two Ivy League schools and speaks two Spanishes. Two Spanishes. <laughs> two Spanishes. <laughs> two Not languages. One Spanish, <laughs> <two>. <laughs> oh shit! See, I'm I'm pulling a W. And on that, Ime is one of the most intelligent people I know. And flub her words there. So all right, all right, okay. Call me twice. Uh, Shove it uh, up your ass. Silly. Yes, I laugh at it. Okay. Relax. George <laughs> George W. Bush. Degrees from Ivy League schools. Spoke two languages that I'm aware of. One of my just came off as so fucking stupid all the time. You know, I feel like that would goad his enemies into underestimating him. Um, here's something that bothers me about his legacy and the public perception. Sure. Everybody shits all over George W. Bush for pronouncing nuclear, nuclear. Yes, it's annoying and I would never do it, but he was not the person who started that. That's not just a him thing. The, I heard, sorry if this is incorrect, I'm just telling you what I heard secondhand, that that is a pronunciation perpetuated in the military, in military circles, and that Eisenhower was the first person to say nuclear. Not a W thing. He's made other verbal slips that are incredibly, incredibly stupid, but that's like, not even close to the worst of them. You remember when we all, I told you guys about how um, women who wear head coverings as per their religious practices, he referred to them collectively as women of cover. Oh, like, oh no. Can't make this shit up. Just, he just says oh, no. stupid, Look, stupid shit. I, I will say that if the thing that you have to say poorly about somebody is that their word choice was off, <laughs> To say the least. Just like, yeah, Bad grammar. If that, if that is the thing that people remember about you negatively, and you were in charge of a country, and people, like, don't focus on other things, I'd say you didn't do too terrible of a job. Even um, if you are, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was close to the best. No. I don't think he was the absolute worst, either. No. I think he would survive, though. You know what? I'm thinking more about it. I'm going to go ahead and say Mike. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I don't think Will. He also banned gay marriage. Was he pressured into doing that? Perhaps. And that's yeah. something I'd like to Is believe. he also just a southern bigot? Probably. Could yeah, be. I mean, Absolutely could be. That's definitely not great that he did that. Awful. Uh, my question is, how would that affect the apocalypse? I think that maybe the idea is if you're just a bigot, um, you don't perpetuate necessarily progressive idealisms that can alienate you from key groups of people. Correct. A lot of, there's a lot of gay people. 
Tons of them. So many. Heaps and Or we could just say, not straight, there's lots of not straight people. Bye, Pan. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, lots of people that yeah. identify LGBT other community. Straight yeah. on that spectrum. Yep. Well, there is that. Yeah, I, I, I can see you guys. I can see might survive. Uh, do we agree might survive? I can, yeah, we can see might survive. With, with a leaning towards. Again, um, the whole thing with Gore, though, 2000s, that's interesting. And I guess I meant to bring this up earlier, but I only just remembered the whole... I don't know if you guys know about that, because we were babies when it was happening when 2000 Al Gore. Um, this is one of the examples of when the opponent wins the popular vote but loses the Electoral College. There was, like, a recount going on in Florida, I think. Not completely sure. Pretty sure. Florida. Hanging uh, Ultimately, the Supreme Court just ruled to stop the counting. I don't know the complete, like, intimate details of how this all happened, but, you know, it's something that a lot of people have been talking about, especially recently, because we're in, like, an election cycle. Mm-hmm. And... If we're contextualizing that in a zombie apocalypse, it's like, I don't know, whatever he did, it worked in his favor because he lost but still won. So, anyway, I'm still saying might survive. Mm-hmm. That's my okay. my sense. Um, cool. Yep. So then, Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, he will survive. My opinion, solid, will survive. Yeah. He made yeah. sound choices. Young-ish, he... physically fit. Yeah. Um, Correct. Charisma. Kind of yeah. yanked and pulled desperately America out of a recession that he inherited. Um, definitely made some highly consequential progressive moves in the government with trying to make and successfully making health care more accessible. And did this while Congress at the time was dealing with uh, pretty much, in, at least in modern history, unprecedented levels of partisan division. I don't know if you guys remember, but the government was shut down multiple times <laughs> while he was president. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, for somebody accomplishing things, even while enduring such high levels of division, uh, also very historically significant as being the first black president ever to be elected. Not, I guess that's not necessarily, I don't know how important that is in the context of a zombie apocalypse, but I mean, just for the sake of discussion, that's also, that's something that's really great and important. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, he's able to overcome Odds. division and, and yeah, and he's got the charisma, solid leadership. I don't know if it just, I don't want to make myself sound like I'm just simping for Obama. Do I like him as a president? Yes. But also just pragmatically, I think he's got really good leadership qualities. He also made good, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Tactical calls. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Things like that. Like, uh, God, I don't want to get the name wrong, but I'm pretty sure he got, it was Bin Laden, right? Mm-hmm. During his presidency. Yeah. That like did happen. He pulled the trigger on that whole operation going on. I think you had brought that up last time. Yeah. Uh, just you know, and, and to say how executive he may or may not have been, I wasn't there. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just feel like if that was something he needed to play a part in, which I understand was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He did it. He yeah. made the call, and his call was correct. Yeah. I also think personally, and this is sort of a more minor detail, but he was a very good orator, one of the best ones we've had in recent history, as far as I can tell. Very decisive and impassioned public speaker. Yeah. Which just just plays into, like, the whole personality thing. We'll survive. I just feel like you had to be racist not to like him. (laughs) Yeah. Not to just enjoy... Listen, policy... Put policy up your ass for a second. I just, just feel stick like it up every there. time he got on TV and he started talking and doing whatever, leading whatever, 
those those Joe Biden back massages are getting you know that fucking they pointing with their thumb. So That's cute. a power move. So funny. <laughs> um and I just feel like everything he said publicly was either like, oh, okay. Or the- like, oh what a guy, buddy dude. He fucking had um Keegan Michael Key sit in and do the, the um the bit that they were doing on Keegan Peel where Jordan Peel was Obama and mm-hmm. um Keegan Michael Key was uh Luther the anger translator. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How did you do that live for Obama? That's so funny. He was great with the PR. Only big uh, PR mistake Obama made was wearing those jeans. And if you know, you know. Go ahead and Google it. Yeah, I think we all agree we'll survive. Yeah. So then after Obama, this is good. I just got nauseous thinking about what I'm about to say. <laughs> Not to establish a bias here. I don't feel strongly either way. President Trump yeah. dies quickly. Big, yeah, big Cheeto puff. First hour. He's important. We said first hour decisively last time, and I think we're yeah. sticking with yeah. it. Yeah, I, I feel like the only point <sighs> he brought up in his favor in the situation of an apocalypse is he can make his way to his cult. Yeah, just how good he is at forming a cult. I mean, amazing if, if skills was, at awakening the dredges of the American populace. If he was also, able to make his way out of the first hour and get into a situation where he could establish a cult, I think he might be able to suss out survival. Y'all, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation right now, because have you seen... I don't know if you guys use Twitter. No. He literally... I, I saw a headline that said he called... Twitter a national security threat because hashtag Diaper Don will not stop trending. He's been between the second and first spot for like a week now and it's it's all over. It started because somebody who I can't, his name escapes me, I apologize, but he worked for Donald Trump like as his bodyguard or some shit while he was on The Apprentice for television and said that he's, listen, I don't know if it's true, but he says Donald Trump wears depends and is incontinent and like would have to get like pulled aside intermittently to like change his diaper and wipe his ass. And so we call everybody's calling him Diaper Don in conjunction with those testimonials. So disgusting. And I'm sorry that I put the visual in your head. Just like, can we agree that he's extremely unhealthy and gross and probably wouldn't do great in a situation that necessitates physical fitness? Absolutely. That's my impression. Absolutely. The first hour for sure. Unless he's able to get to the cult that will wipe his ass for him. I just don't think he will. I don't think he will. And maybe part of me just would like to think that he won't. But I also can't... I can't um, theorize a situation where that totally happens. Here's some fun facts about Donald Trump. Uh, First president to lose the popular vote twice in a row. First president that lost the popular vote twice, served one term, was impeached. All just the combination of all those things. And like universally unpopular. Except for the, the MAGA cult. It's, I mean, it's crazy um, to consider. I remember when the election was going on in real time, and I was following it very closely, just the emotional turmoil that Democrats were dealing with when it wasn't an immediate blowout. Like, having to get over realizing that there are still so many Trump supporters in this country when we kind of thought we were going to blow them out of the water was beyond disappointing. 70 million people still voted for this man. And I personally know a, a good chunk of them in my own social environment, unfortunately. And it's um, unbelievable how someone who who 
is openly a rapist, like by his own admission, sexually abuses and harasses women, who bragged about stiffing his creditors, who scammed students with a fraudulent university, and who is just ostentatiously, makes fun of a disabled journalist reporter. Um, completely abuses his position of power to get away with like so many untold things and then projects onto the his opponents with all of this stuff I mean oh god I could talk about it for forever and I'm not trying to hide exactly how I feel here y'all get it my the only thing I can think of that might work in his favor is how he's continually able to get away with all this nonsense yeah yeah I don't know how it's possible but it's but it's happening like it's uh it's inconceivable what do you think, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say, like, we'll die within the first hour because he's such a chunk of malignant slime. <laughs> and, and slime doesn't move quickly. But, like, you got to give it to him. I mean, he somehow is able to get away with shit. I don't know how you managed to go bankrupt six times when you come from money. You know, I don't have to give That's an accomplishment. And I, I refuse to on, on the principle that I think the American people, and I am, I would never in a million years consider myself any type of a cynic. Um, but I think the American people have not been given the tools they need to facilitate mutual human respect. Yeah, okay. And so for them to be put in a position where they see this guy who's like, I'm a businessman. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to be out here, you know, doing some shit like that where, um, you know, I'm I'm doing funny political things. I'm just going to fucking fix this country. You know? I think yeah, really they get told them simple. To see that as something so strong and go, oh my God, like, I just want these values and please don't take what i'm saying as sympathy ah, for, uh, yeah no for trump supporters i'm really trying to demean the american people is what i understand no i 100 percent understand okay, and i agree with you super clear um it bugs me that what you're talking about is attributed to him as an accolade because the whole thing that i hear even from people that don't support him they're like the thing about donald trump is he impassions his followers because he speaks his mind and he says things simply and people understand and they agree with it yeah. if your whole brand is that you're a water cooler politician or something akin to your uncle in a barbecue in your backyard i don't understand why that receives high praise because I know lots of people who speak their minds. I work at a bar where there's lots of people who speak their minds. You don't make them president of the United States. No. That shouldn't be the sole attribute that persuades you to vote for somebody. And obviously it hasn't, whatever, whatever he's got that people say is uh, deserving of support hasn't been working well. Uh, needless to say, you know, we can talk about zombie apocalypse and people getting sick. We're in the middle of a, of a public health and safety crisis right now, and under the current leadership, it has been continually dismissed and disregarded and downplayed, and something like 230,000 people have died. He'd, he'd get bit denying that the virus exists. Yeah, that's what I actually remember. That's what you said last time we recorded this episode. He would say it was fake and then walk up to a zombie and get bitten. <laughs> Just straight up stare death in the face and then say that nothing's wrong. There's yeah. no zombies. It's all, it's all, it's all cover up, political cover up. And then he would get bitten by a zombie and become a zombie, and his followers would all get bitten by zombies too. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, or would say that nothing's wrong. So we mm -hmm. can agree: dies in the first hour or dies. 
Yeah. Yeah. Either won't survive or dies in the first hour. Okay. Well, this is just a nice opportunity for me to yeah, <laughs> vent so. some of my frustration frustration on record. What an ugly human being! Oh God! So I think we're caught up then. Well, J- while well, you were taking care of your business during that break, JTS, did we should we talk about Joe Biden? Um, do you think we have enough to talk about Biden as the president elect? I which always, that term always makes me think of chicken. Yeah. I think of uh, strips of fried chicken. President elect. President elect. Motherfucker. Ah, you solved it, Jerry. Good job. JT's like just astral projecting right now, like galaxy brain. I wish you all could see it in real time. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I I know very little about uh, Biden. And we can talk about him real quick as like an honorary contender for this group because we know that he, he's going to be president. He is old. He's old. Yeah. Um, so so he, Donald Trump broke that record when he was elected, and now Joe Biden, who is uh, what is he seventy eight now? I think he just turned seventy eight. Is now the has broken Donald Trump's record and is the oldest person who've ever been elected. Uh, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he old. Yeah, he was because like I said before, it was Reagan, and then Donald Trump broke that record. Yeah. Um, they're like uh, three or four years apart, so they're actually peers <laughs> pretty much. Um, I think it's funny when people criticize Joe Biden for being so old and having this office, and then they have nothing to say about Donald Trump being almost the same age. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but does he not like he has pretty like sameish ideas, right? Like nothing like too groundbreaking uh, Joe Biden yeah so yeah so here's the meme is that we we adore people who voted for um Joe Biden during this presidential race but we demonize people who voted for him in the primaries yeah the, at least in our peer group I think the general consensus is we wanted a more radical option which pretty much to answer your question Joe Biden is known for being uh, centrist and reaching across party lines and wanting to form alliances with people that are disparate ideologically so lots of people there's you know a sizable group of people that if we're going to be sociologically analytical about it I would say not millennials but Gen Xers, um, people in their 40s and 50s, are more down with the rhetoric regarding, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Unification and reaching across party lines and coming together. And the younger, more radicalized crowd is saying there should be no reconciliation with the bigots and the abusers, and we need to keep them at beyond an arm's length at all time, and there, there should be no such alliances being forged. So th- there's like a disparity even within the left side of the political spectrum there. So yes, Joe Biden is more known for centrism. And he definitely sits in the middle of the political spectrum. And despite being branded as a radical leftist by the smear campaign, um, you know, arbiters of the right side, he could not be farther from a radical leftist. Like, could not be farther. <laughs> well, he could be, but before he crosses the line, you know what I mean. The only other question I really have is about his physical health. Like, is he a physically healthy older individual? As far as I know, I mean, listen, when he gave his victory speech in Delaware after the election was called, he jogged onto the stage. I mean, he's like capable of walking around and doing everything, but he doesn't need assistance. Um, used to jog around the White House lawn with Barack Obama while he was vice president. I'd say generally speaking, I've noticed nor heard about any 
physical deficiencies in his constitution. I'm going to go with might survive. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I think he could. Um, I, I, like, I don't think he's frail, but he's not a rock, you know? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, definitely no, he's not, older. He's not a rock. I think that... Um... This is a little tight. I'm kind of leaning in the might survive. Um, I'm going with might survive. I think that I think that he could. We don't know a ton. Um, there's no funny physical ailments. I think that a lot of people were concerned about his mind. It's with him. He has a stutter. Um, yeah. Okay. For the extent of knowledge that I've been granted. Um, I can tell, well, for clarification, he had a stutter as a child and was given therapy for it and has since, quote unquote, by his own testimony, gotten over the stutter, but, and I'm not an expert, from what I understand, there can be, not like relapses, but you, there can still be difficulties if it's exacerbated. So for example, the president, the first presidential debate against Donald Trump, he was, Donald Trump was using the gish galloping technique of just barraging his opponent with a, a surfeit of arguments that necessarily were not necessarily even relevant, and something like that can exacerbate a stutter. So, I guess the point is, bottom line, Joe Biden is not the best orator. No, but like you don't like having a stutter does not mean that you are mentally inept. Oh no! Like Correct. you are, you have sure you have an oratory like issue, like public speaking, but if you can get a solid point across through that, like. Yeah, y'all can call me a democratic kiss ass. I don't care. I do not buy into this rhetoric that Joe Biden is mentally unfit or has dementia or Alzheimer's or anything like that. He did suffer from a couple brain aneurysms, and I've heard people bring that up as some kind of talking point. Went to the hospital and had gotten treated for them. Extremely unfortunate. Um, But I don't think he's sustained, like, I don't think there's sufficient evidence to suggest that he has sustained uh, irreparable damage from those um, instances and I think the whole dementia thing and being mentally unfit is really just can be chalked up to smear campaigns and propaganda, and I perfectly understand him 100% of the time. So that's my take. Okay. Can we colloquially agree? Might survive. Also, like, Joe Biden uh, is known for having endured some really crazy, or I don't want to use the word crazy, but unfortunate tragedies throughout his life when he lost his wife and daughter in a car accident, a fatal car crash. And then more recently, in the past few years, his son, Bo, who was very accomplished in the military, passed away from, I believe, brain cancer? Yeah, so he's like had to deal with deaths in the family. So, so sad. Um, and then he, I, I've even heard, uh, the details are a little bit fuzzy, I heard he would, um, just a very, he's a, 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 I think he's known for being a compassionate family man. He used to, when he was serving in the Senate, commute for hours uh, every night back so that he could tuck his sons away in bed, like, stuff like that. Kind of gives me William McKinley vibes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this President Select is like definitely like a, a solid. <laughs> Just a, oh, okay, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like an upgrade. <laughs> Solid might survive. Like, yeah, let's say might survive. Uh, I would say might survive on the on the pretense that we just don't have a ton. Yeah, yeah can't say information for him. Right. But we're not seeing anything that points to um, a downfall. Yeah. 
you know, like I, I'd love to say it would help him if he's a unifying type of personality and like that might be good for you for alliances, but like I don't know how the unifying's gonna go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. Not enough information. Inconclusive. Yeah. Might survive. You know what's not inconclusive? This fucking podcast. We did it, we finished it. Yeah. We still, we We're not gonna lose it. Imagine if you had not been recording this whole time. We still have to <laughs> confirm whether we were lying. Yeah. The lies slash truths beginning. Let's so go first. Reverse, reverse order? So I'm first? Or no. So you're first. JT's. Jerry spoke first. Oh. Then I think. It went me, I'm A, and then JT. Although JT did say one, I just misunderstood what he was saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, JT, you go first. What it, do you remember what he said? Your chest hair is asymmetrical. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that was, that was true. true. We're supposed to guess. Oh, fuck. Okay. I mean, <laughs> look at it. Your shirt is like two-thirds open. Are we, are we comfortable if I... Explain? Show. Elaborate? Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, our audience won't be none the wiser. Okay, sure, but regardless, we can see there's a patch here that doesn't grow here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing. Oh. Cool. Otherwise, I'm well forested. Yeah. Uh, I'm A. What was yours? I liked a giant statue of Abraham Lincoln in the angle area. Sure. What do you think, JT? I don't think you did. I did not. I did link, I lick the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. It was not the yeah. Lincoln Memorial. I, I knew you were going to lick something in Washington. I just, yeah. I was like, I can see it. Yeah. It was the um, somewhat phallic uh, memorial for George Washington. Ah. Yeah. And it was so dry. I do not recommend. Please don't look at the Washington Monument. It's not a good experience. It's assault in my senses. All right. Okay. Mine was uh, I broke into a high school. I feel like you you broke into something, but it wasn't a high school. So I'm going to say not true. Like, it was probably your middle school or something. I think you did it in Turbotville. Yeah, I 100% did... Uh, breaking into it is a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, so all the doors were locked, except for one. And I was trying to get in for drama practice like, oh. on the weekend kind of deal. Uh, so I found one of the doors was just open. So I just walked in. Okay. Uh, so you went through a door you probably weren't supposed to have access to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I did some other shenanigans in high school, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. You can save uh, it for next week. Yeah, and I have possibly broken into other places as well. Ooh, uh, coming up. Okay, well, this has been a, what, an hour and a half? Uh, hour 45. Hour 50. Was a longer episode. And oh. I don't know if I'll break this up ultimately. I don't know. We'll see. But if you stuck through the whole thing, we so appreciate your, not viewership, but listenership. This has been on Common Sense. We appreciate you viewing with your ears. We appreciate you. Hope you tune in next week. My name's Aime. That's true. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jerry. I'm JT. Bye. Bye, guys. Mm. Mm. Mm.